It's Boca Brit, and this is the Brittany Summers Show. And you're a despicable, nasty, and invisible, nauseating, odious hag. Ease for not embarrassed as you flash your skinny, bony ass in skirts that hide your duct tape gap. C-O-U-L Your daddy rules in hell T-E-R Colter It takes a camel toe To know what swells and smells All the time you're on the news They can't get enough of you Spewing poison Nazi remarks They point their cameras low When you're on a pundit show To see your panties in a wand Obnoxiously belligerent, sermonizing ignorance, a poster child Republican clown. The media gushes over Anne with enormous manly hands and the biggest Adam's apple in town. (laughs) Fun Talk 1470 WWNN. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Brit Summer Show. Also brought to you courtesy of SoFloRadio.com, FYINation.com, And finally, GDPRRevolution99.com. Yeah, they finally got that all squared away. It is now GDPRRevolution99.com. And you can hear my show on there as well, as long as there are other fine programming. Also, FYINation.com. And uh, like that. So enjoy. And I'm proud that this show is on all of their networks. And as for Nicole Sandler, well, she's a trooper, and uh, she's still doing her show. I, I, under those conditions, I, I don't think I could pull it off, but she's doing it, and uh, she's quite a woman. So uh, show your support to help her with her insurance problems because of the uh, the, the lung cancer. Uh, the See, that's the ACA trick. Well, uh, we can no longer turn you down, but we can decide where you can get it treated. So if uh, nothing's in your area, or if we don't uh, cover uh, Sloan Kettering, instead we'll uh, give you Jim's Hospital over here. Uh, So yeah, she needs your support. And uh, while I'm at it, I'd like to thank everybody for supporting this show, and uh, gratefully so. Uh, I'm still working on ideas on on how to uh, uh, help expand this. But first, uh, again, to help Nicole out, Go to youcaring.com forward slash Nicole dash Sandler. That website again is youcaring.com forward slash Nicole Sandler. Well, I think it's Nicole uh, dash Sandler, but I, I, either way, it should work. Now, yeah, I'm back this week. Uh, I will be uh, taking a week off uh, in the very near future. It might be next week. I'm not certain, so... Uh, stay tuned. I will let you know about that. And I'm going to do something on this show that I haven't, I've avoided doing on my other shows because everybody has been trumped to death. Talk about media oversaturation. Oh, he's on every channel. He's in your face. Uh, And with this latest news of uh, the Republican Party trying to muscle him out of there, I can't help but notice how the um, corporate media is trying to smooth that story out. Take the rough edges off and smooth it around. That campaign is falling apart. The Republican Party is falling apart. And even though the DNC did everything to destroy its own party, uh, you-know-who has a very good chance of just walking into the White House because uh, the the way it looks now, no one's going to be running against Hillary (laughs) (laughs) she's a candidate by default and she'll win by default Uh, the the dnc uh now should change her slogan to if you want to live vote for hillary (laughs) because basically half the country is going to be in camps or dead if this maniac gets in there well let me put it this way if he gets his hands on it, he wants to play with nukes like he wants to play you would play with action figures or, or a slinky or, or a video game. He, he thinks it's a toy to play with. He'll blow us all up. What have I been saying? Even jokingly, about a year ago, first of all, uh, sometimes I'm right, and when I am, look out. 
And I, a year ago, I said, this was all a toy. This was about building his brand and selling his goods and selling his real estate, increasing the cost of uh, the rights to use his name on properties and buildings. And uh, after this, with the, uh, let's just say, spitting on uh, heroes who have uh, won the Purple Heart, uh, going after our veterans. Uh, the VFW denounced him. He, he lost them. Even though a lot of the old VFW guys, which I know a couple of them, they're like, uh, I'm going to take my guns, they're going to take my guns mentality, but not when you do that. You even lose them. So really all he has left are the psychopaths, retards, uh, and, and all around anarchists, because that's what they want. They're suicidal. There's some guy out in California, and he's gay. Gay! Uh, his name's uh, Peter Thiel. Not to be confused with Bob Thiel, who wrote Wonderful World, but <laughs> this is an openly gay billionaire on the West Coast who <laughs> wants immortality. <laughs> that should give you some clue where his brain is at. And he supports Trump. Because why? Because this gay billionaire who wants immortality also wants to die. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't have a clue that putting James Dobson or Tony Perkins in, in federal authority, if he doesn't think he's going to go to a camp and have a pink uh, triangle on his uh, chest... Uh, he's got another thing coming. They'll just they'll just seize his accounts. They'll just seize his money. Unless, of course, he already got it over into a Swedish account, like most of the Democrats who are whores and sold this out for the Dark Act, which Obama signed last week. Oh, yes. The Dark Act. Danny Dark! No, not that dark. I was talking about this a few shows back. About the Monsanto Protection Act also known as the Dark Act, which is an acronym for Deny Americans the Right to Know. And what they're denying you the right to know is what goes into your food. Now, I know most people just go to the store, buy their food, take it home, and eat it. And then they get sick, and they just don't understand what happened. And then you got the ones that, I don't watch the news. I don't care about politics. And then they wind up going, <laughs> because there is poison in their food well right now there may not be as much but now that obama signed this into federal law bill uh, s764 we are really screwed and i'm going to tell you the reason in a second why he did this um what this means is <laughs> there's going to be one of those apps where you wave your phone over this uh little thing that's on the pack i forget the name what it's called and then you have to access the site and read the site to see what they faked, what, what they, the, the kind of lie that they write down about what's in their food. They're not going to tell you what's in it. There was a, uh, a farmer, very little reported story, that discovered weird wheat. <laughs> and, and he's a wheat farmer, and he said, I never saw strains of wheat like this. And this is the, apparently Monsanto, unbeknownst to this guy, just started experimenting on his farmland. That's the world we live in today. Just, if you don't like it, uh, cock's a hoist. Yeah, he found 22 experimental plants in one of his fields, and he didn't even realize it. Monsanto just uh, invited himself onto his uh, property and uh, started experimenting with wheat. And you know what wheat goes in? Bread, cereal, waffles. We don't know what's in this stuff. Do you care? Do you care? I don't know. I know I do. And I do read the sides of the box. And I do read the labels. Particularly for wh where they're made. Where this food comes from. And that's why I'm, I've never had the spilkies about buying meat and poultry. But now I do. And so far, unless they're lying about it. But I don't see why they have any reason to. So far... In, in the state of Florida, where there's only two other food chain ret retailers, Publix uh, says raised, harvested, and uh, farmed, or whatever it is on their label. They, they print it right there for you to see. Uh, so on a voluntary basis, I'm sure that some food retailers or, or some food providers will be uh, providing the uh, information to you despite this law. What this law says now is that they don't got to. They don't have to. 
If we want to put poison in your mouth, well, that's too goddamn bad for you. Because we've got a profit margin to think about here, and it's profits over your health. So we can be as irresponsible as we like, and if this TPP goes through, which it uh, inevitably will, uh, then you have no recourse whatsoever. No. What can you do about it? Well, just keep saying, I don't care about politics. It's boring. And then when you walk into the other room and you just go, We've got this going on right now. A little sample, a taste of the uh, TPP, a Canadian pipeline. Uh, Because we said, no, we don't want your uh, tar sands plowing through our country so you can ship it to China, so you can save a few dollars on the shipping. Really, that's all that is. So now they're suing our government for $300 billion, with a B, $300 billion for profits they're projecting they may have lost. So if they win that case, our tax dollars goes to this gas company in Canardadier and uh, we're SOL. Because that's those are the rules. That's the NAFTA. That's the CAFTA. That's that's what the TPP is going to do. It will make all government subservient to corporate. Remember that. Government will be subservient to corporate. And if you'll remember in uh, the film 2001 A Space Odyssey, uh, they were in an Eastern Airlines uh, spaceship. It's going to be something like that. Interesting thing. Uh, Early science fiction... All of the uh, spaceships and the space exploration was financed by private corporations. It was prior to the Kennedy administration. They weren't prior to Sputnik. Uh, science fiction writers, Isaac Asimov and even Gene Roddenberry, and, uh, and to some degree, that nutcase, Ron L. Hubbub, he, um, oh, they all, uh, they, every time there was a space story, it was a privately owned firm or, or uh, a corporation that owned the uh, space travel program. And then uh, Sputnik came along, then it became a big government thing, Cold War and the space race and everything else. At all. But prior to that, it was all companies that owned that stuff. So they saw this coming, I guess. So as David Byrne once asked, you may ask yourself, or you may be asking yourself, why is uh, Obama so, why does he have a hard-on uh, for the TPP and for poisoning all of us? What motivation could he possibly have? Here he is, the first black president of the United States. If that's not enough of a legacy, well, apparently it's not enough. And, and of course, he's rich beyond his imagination for the rest of his life. He's all set. His family is all taken care of. Everything's nice, tied up in a nice, nice package. But what could it possibly be that's motivating him to do such favors for Monsanto and for uh, all the other corporations uh, dying to have the TPP? Well, here's your answer. And the answer is the presidential library. He wants funding for his presidential library in Chicago, which is going to cost millions, perhaps even billions of dollars. And uh, who do you think is going to fund that? <laughs> but yeah, we're going to have poison in our food. And speaking about poison in our food, in Florida, paradise, where everybody has a pet flamingo, uh, we're going to have a poison in our water too. Yay! Looks like Governor Snyder is the role model for poisoning your constituents because uh, our lizard governor, Rick Scott, uh, just approved, as I said in my last show, it has been approved. We are now going to get higher levels of dioxins in our water, all to make way for fracking. In Miramar, I might add. That's where they're going to start fracking. So in Florida, where water is a very delicate resource, uh, <laughs> who needs water? Let's build over the Everglades. Let's put another huge mall out there. And we'll, we'll uh, just take showers with bottled water. We'll have it shipped in. There's not much water to go around down here. I think uh, 4 million people live here, maybe even more than that. I was, I was at the 2010 count, 4 million. That's a lot of water to be used, and there ain't that much to go around. So thank you, villages. The villages up in North Florida. 
Those old farts up there. Oh, you're being ageist. You're being an ageist. I'm being factual. They're brain dead old farts. And speaking of old farts, I'm going to get to John McCain in just a moment. But they're the ones that put Rick Scott in there twice. Twice. It was a combination. (laughs) It was the villages and the Florida DLC. Because, uh, well, they ran, uh, let's say they ran some real dynamos against, uh, and Rick Scott didn't even show up for the debate, one of the debates with uh, Charlie Jesus Christ. That was the former Republican Charlie Jesus Christ. And he <laughs> was such a bad candidate that Scott didn't even show up for a debate and he lost. And prior to that, anybody remember the name Alex Sink? These are the weak bad, awful candidates that the the, uh, Florida uh, DNC uh, puts their muscle and power behind, like they're putting it behind Patrick Murphy, a uh, lifelong Republican who, uh, as we have the algae bloom problem here, he's up in, um, oh, what was it? Oh, yeah, Mystic Connecticut on his yacht, uh, monitoring the situation. Uh, But I'll say this about Murphy. He's a big improvement over the, the madman Alan West. Okay, we'll take a, a hardcore Republican over a murderer, over a maniac. Anyway, um, so that's what we got. And, of course, I'm voting for Grayson, who uh, better control his temper. Calm down, Alan. Calm down. Whew. That's going to, if anything loses it, it's his temper. He's got to, that's enough. That's, you don't want to alienate the press like that. But uh, despite that, he has my vote. I mean, I personally met Alan Grayson, and he was very nice to me. And uh, I have no reason not to vote for him. I admire all the work he's done in Washington. He's actually getting some legislation through. He's working hard. He does a great job, but that temper's going to lose it. Alan, come down, please. Uh, look at one of your funny ties. That should make you giggle a little bit. Uh, because he's up against the fake Democrat, Patrick Murphy, and... Uh, a woman named Pam Keith, who doesn't have a chance of winning. She's a nice woman. She'd probably do a great job, but nobody knows who she is. And um, <laughs> a little interesting side note. I was asked if I would be interested in being uh, Pam Keith's communications manager, which I would love that position. But uh, first of all, I thought it would be a conflict of interest because I supported Grayson all this time. I mean, flattered as I was, uh, it just wasn't a wouldn't wouldn't have been a smart move for me. Although, if you are a candidate seeking a senatorial position, <laughs> I am available. You have some kind of recognition out there. Let me put it this way: Had Pam Keith approached me a couple of years ago, I would have been more than happy to try. But uh, this was like a month ago. And what are you going to do now? Uh, so I wish Pam Keith the best, but. Uh, I don't see that happening. In fact, uh, to everyone's chagrin, I think it's going to be Murphy because he's got the uh, he's got all of Washington behind him. He's got all the money behind him because they want more Republicans in there. That's what the DNC wants. And speaking of Republicans, getting back to John McCain, John McCain, my friends. Here's a guy who a Trump showed real disrespect for. And he endorses him, turns around and endorses Trump. And then he speaks out against what Trump said about, about the, uh, the family with the, uh, the son who died. And, and he's still endorsing. Here's why. Because John McCain, when he was uh, spending time in the bamboo room of the Hanoi Hilton, uh, I think he's still suffering from the effects of his stay there. I think he's got water on the brain, the old man. Uh, to prove my case, two words. Sarah Palin. It's the certifiably insane... John McKay, singing his way into the hearts of voters across the country. Bum, 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 Anyway, uh, I think Iran is a great threat. The Iranians are continuing their efforts to acquire a nuclear weapon. You know, <laughs> You know, uh, anyway, uh, bum, 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 Iran, 
Iran. After a restful vacation in the Middle East paradise of Iraq, he packed a bag, Dad, and his cheeks to embark on a Beach Boy straitjacket tour. Wouldn't it be nice to have mutually assured destruction so everyone can have bombs fall on their head? As your overlord, I will have no compunction to thank you for your vote by making you dead. <laughs> it's not nice to poke fun at the mentally handicapped, so let the old man wear out the war hero welcome mat. My brain sunk down to my cheeks, <laughs> where I stored nuts and many other things. <laughs> uh, there's plenty of room for my wallet, car keys, and even a, a wristwatch. <laughs> Ain't I a crazy a-hole? McCain's message is clear. If you listen carefully to the voices inside his cheeks. God only knows when we're getting Armageddon. <laughs> They're my cigarettes. Fun Talk 1470, WWNN, The Brit Summer Show. It's 20 after the hour at 85 degrees outside. And uh, why did I just say that? Because this is a pre-recorded program. <laughs> I love doing that. Even though it's wrong. At any rate... <laughs> I wanted to mention because I, I, I just uh, I didn't have time for it last week, but uh, the DNC convention, uh, they had their very first trans woman speaker. And I've got to say, she did a great job. Oh! Uh, her name is Sarah McBride, and uh, she presented herself well. It was a, a very well-written speech, well-delivered, uh, and, uh, and, she, and this is going to sound very vacuous and cheap. But it's important, and I'll explain why. She looked great. She had the right clothes on. She had a beautiful uh, do. Everything was just perfect, and she didn't look ridiculous. And that is the problem. That's why I say this. That is the problem with the transgender community when it comes to broadening understanding and making people feel comfortable. Uh, She did that. She succeeded great with that. Um, I'm not too thrilled. She works for HRC. (laughs) Oh, well, (laughs) Uh, you know what that means. Oh, give us money and we'll post something. That's what the HRC does. Uh, Look what the ACLU did. Oh, no, actually, that was us. We did it. We did it. They'll take credit for it. HRC actually does nothing. But she works there and uh, good for her. Uh, She made a great appearance. And that's just the sort of thing that this community needs. Someone like her, someone like Kristen Beck. Not some eccentric rich guy who cross-dresses. I don't want to mention Jenner by name. Uh, but a real genuine trans woman who, who walks the beat, who lives it. And, and, uh, and she was married to a trans man uh, who passed away at a very young age. A tragic story. Uh, but that said, she did a tremendous job representing my community. And uh, I'm very appreciative of that. I should have mentioned it last week, but it just uh, it ran out of time. I only got so much time in a show. And as a matter of fact, I'm coming close to the end of this half hour. <laughs> so, and, and I don't want to sound like I'm being uh, uh, vacuous and, uh, because it's important to present yourself properly. When I go to my meetings, or when I go out on a date, when I go to a restaurant, or when, or even when I go to shopping at the store, I try to dress accordingly. I govern myself accordingly, as Neil would say. I don't, I don't make a fool of myself, like so many do. And my first advice to anyone who bothers to ask me that's in the life, the first thing I say is, if you want to live as a woman, ask one. Meet a few. Talk to them. Find out what it's like. The best way to learn is to ask one yourself. And so many don't. Uh, I knew one who used to do a bunny hop across the floor. <laughs> uh, a transgender girl who would bunny hop across the floor, and I, I would like shake my head and say, no, women don't walk that way. You don't bunny hop across the floor. <laughs> so uh, I'm real happy about that. And another reason why it's important is there, there was a, in, in, Lar- in prestigious Largo, Florida, there was a uh, full-time trans woman who was a city manager of, of Largo, Largo, Florida. And she got fired because, well, she was transgender. And people were scared and they didn't understand that. And it's not a bad-looking person, but when she went to court to defend her career, 
She was wearing a blue schoolmarm outfit with a doily collar. And no matter how well she presented herself, she looked so stupid. And uh, I guess between laughing and, and taking her seriously, you have to present yourself well. And uh, her name was Susan Stanton, and she's, uh, she's, doing, she's doing okay. She's uh, in Lake Worthless, Florida, and uh, still around, still doing stuff. But presentation and comportment is what it's all about, ladies. I'm talking to my trans sisters out there. And uh, Sarah McBride is a, a perfect example of how it should be done. Now, I know I'm speaking out of turn because I am not welcomed among the transgender community because I break all the rules. And they don't like that. They want me to wring my hands and cry. Uh, that's not part of my agenda, so to speak. So, if I have allies anywhere, it's with the straight community. And maybe that's because I don't refer to my straight friends as sis. You're a sis. Now, if I told them that, I wouldn't have many straight friends for long. No! Who can remember back 10 years, let alone 40? In America, we can't remember what happened last Tuesday. From the producer who brought you the box office remake flop, All the King's Men, James Carville teams up with Garl Rowe to rewrite history again with the Vietnam drama, Hamburger Hill, Marie. Sarge! Yeah, what is it, Corporal? There's a crazy blonde in the crossfire. The dame? Yeah, and what? Well, she's dressed like a giant bumblebee. We gotta take that hill. What the hell's she doing out there? Yelling crazy things like... Uh, Let's get unified. Yeah. The sky will open. See? The light will come down. That's Hillary, damn it. Celestial choirs will be singing. Get a husband on the cell and put him on the bullhorn. The what? It's 1968. We don't have cell phones yet. What are we doing now? Right side. Everyone will know we should do the right thing and the world will be perfect. Hillary, get your fat ass out there now. Let these fellas lose their lives in another meaningless conflict. I have illusions. Get your fat ass out of there. Wave a magic wand and disappear. There you go. You fellas remember what I did for you 40 years from now. You can vote for my wife. 1470 WWNN, so much for the first half of the Brit Summer Show right here on your terrestrial radidlio. And if you want to hear the rest of the show, I'll just uh, come over to the dark side online with what, the computer? Yeah, you got to use your computer or your phone, which uh, Howard Stern said on Jay Leno one time, it's like using a transistor radio. Yeah, it's like a transistor radio. Thank you, Howard. I would have never figured that one out. So uh, join me there, and I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I could be here next week. Eh, I may not, but we'll see. I got to go see my mama, but I'm just trying to uh, shoehorn it into the schedule. And uh, if you want to join me on the flip side, I'll be right back after this. Well, you'll hear the truth. It's the Brit Summer Show. about what you call sports that goes for baseball football lacrosse don't know much about tennis or golf whatever sport hopes talk about but i do know that sports, sports is gay and when you're out with the boys at the game all alone with your wife i will be now sports widows are looking for screwing so while you'll be at the stadium being dumb, drunk, and stupid, your wife will be banging me. Don't know much about NFL stats. Don't know much about sniffing jock straps. Don't know much about the college teams. I'm concerned with more important things. Like when you go to a sports bar. Where all the macho sports facts are Your wife will make sweet love to me <laughs> Go to the game <laughs> Watch the sweaty men play <laughs> Stupid schnook <laughs> Your wife I schnook Yeah! 
but I do know that sports is gay. And when you're out with the boys at the game, all alone with your wife, I will be. The Brit Summer Show on 14th Saturday. Oh, no, this is the uh, podcast version. Oh, I got to talk about that. Coming up, podcast. Please, please exercise some skill. Try to learn what you're doing, podcasters. Try to learn what the microphone is and how it works and what you got to do and where you got to sit. Instead of over here. Oh, God, what I'm hearing, and I wanted to talk about, oh, by the way, I should mention, FYINation.com and GDPRRevolution99.com and, of course, SoFlowRadio.com. And for all my South Florida listeners, I will be appearing on the George Rodriguez show for the uh, five, six, seventh anniversary of SoFlowRadio.com. Yes, it's going to happen this week, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, we will have special guest in the studio, the lovable, the adorable Suds Coleman. Suds Coleman is a god! Oh! Hi, everybody. This is Suds Coleman. You know, the other night I was watching an episode of Real Housewives Lehigh Acres, and a couple of the housewives got in this terrible fight, and they settled it just like they did in the Old West. Double-headed dong. On SoFloRadio.com. Formerly of the famous Rick and Sud Show, if you lived in South Florida, on, uh, that was on WIOD. Well, actually, WAX, Waxy 105, and then uh, they went to WIOD and wound up on WFUN. But that didn't last long. But anyway, they had a great show. It was fun to listen to. And uh, Suds Coleman is a underappreciated radio hero of mine. I love Suds. So uh, we're all going to be getting together. This That will be this Friday at 12 noon, uh, 12 to 3, on SoFloRadio.com. Tune in and you may get to look at my tits. Look at the tits on that blonde, man. Okay, so getting back to McCain, let me, let me <laughs> because I, I've said this many times before, but I have a lot of new listeners that may not be aware about John McCain, because I was in the Navy and I know about this guy. Most exhalers know about John McCain. <laughs> Uh, well, let me put it this way. After crashing five planes, killing over 130 sailors on the back, of, he, he didn't do it on purpose. It was an accident, but, but somehow the exhaust from his, I think it was an F-14, set off a Sidewinder missile and blew the fantail off of the uh, USS of Forrestal in 1967. And I think 136 men died. And uh, it was John, because, uh, you see, he was an admiral's son. So he could get away with all kinds of shit. All kinds of stuff, like crashing planes, uh, banging hookers, banging strippers. He was a wild man. So when he disobeyed orders and was flying over Nam, and they said, don't fly over this battle zone, you will get shot down. And he flew over that zone, and he got shot down. Uh, The brass kind of breathed a sigh of relief. Uh, they were gl- kind of glad to get him out of his hair. That's why he was in there for so many years, and no efforts were made to spring him. It was because it was kind of like, uh, yeah, well, that's kind of a shame. Now, uh, what do we got next on the uh, agenda? Uh, so that was the attitude. It was a good riddance. Uh, that was that's how they felt. So in, in the 1973, when he was released and uh, he came back and so a couple of years after he recuperated, uh, naturally, you know, he was brain damaged then because he ran as a Republican. So, you know, like a Zika victim. <laughs> Zika dika doo. Yeah, we got Zika here, but I can assure anybody who takes me out that I am Zika free and gluten free. And uh, no danger of me getting pregnant. Since that prairie dog I got, I broke out in monkey pots. I got the Liquid craps and bad sore throat I could not stop scratching my swollen scrot Wearing a diaper for my wee-wee Grabbing every banana that I see Swinging like a baboon in the trees There's no cure for this new designer disease Going It's 
Brit Summers at the Brit Summers Show. King Kong, smelly yellow teeth. I'm like McGillagor, gorilla, eating my feces. Hey, hey, I got monkey pox, and I'm not clowning around. Bananas got me straining, and turning my diaper brown. I'm just trying to keep busy, playing monkey records all day. Smell my toes and my Like J. Fred Muggs, I'm a chimpanzee. I'm not as mighty as Joe Young, but maybe Lancelot Link. Hey, hey, I got monkey pox. I'm all hairy and brown. I got some irritation, so I'm pulling my diaper down. Fairy dogs are real friendly, best pet I ever found. With all the fun we've been You're listening to The Brit Summer Show. Oh, and for all my fans up in New York, which I got plenty of them up there, and I, <laughs> I dedicate this to you with great appreciation. 77 makes the week go fast. Makes the weekend last and last. WABC. Just a little flashback to when radio was good up there, which it isn't anymore, which is tragic. That was the number one market in the country, that in the, New York and L.A. and then Chicago, Chicago. All gone now. It's gone. It's, 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 it's a crime. Thanks, Bill Clinton. Oh, yeah, the 96 Telecom Act. You'll hear that on every one of my shows the last five years. I blame Bill Clinton for the position that all of us are in, all my colleagues and me, because he put over 100,000 people out of work, along with his NAFTA, CAFTA, this, that, 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 and uh, the 96 Telecom Act. Every, everything he signed into law put everybody out of work. And yeah, people made money in the 90s, but that was very short-lived now, wasn't it? Because the last thing he did as he was leaving office was get rid of Glass-Steagall, which I might mention that uh, schmucky Chucky Schumer, he, he spearheaded that drive to get rid of the because of his Wall Street pals, which are now running the DNC. And you could see you could see what a great job they do. By the way, I heard a report this week on uh, what was it the Wall Street? Uh, when I listened to uh, WCPT in Chicago, they run the uh, finance report. I think it's CNBC. And you should hear how heart-crushed th- these readers are when they read that a barrel of oil is now under $40 a barrel. The price of oil is dropping. Oh, my God. Oh, you poor little hedge funders. Oh, you poor little oil companies. Here's what I have to say to you. Fuck you. And not that I want to get back to Trump. God. Damn it, I really hate talking about that asshole. But (laughs) the uh, Republican platform has ruled that uh, online porn, meaning me, uh, that's a criminal sin and a crime and uh, a bad thing to happen. Well, here's the thing. Have you seen the pictures of Trump's wife? She's a Russian hooker. Trump is such a, he's a jerk off. He's a very wealthy jerk off. So he also joined the pledge to fight pornography on the Internet. Maybe he, he can because he already bought a porn queen. Um, and of course, and, and I have to say that Clint Eastwood, who famously in 2012 during the uh, Republican convention, uh, spoke to a chair. I kind of like uh, chalked it up to, well, he's a doddering old fool. 
and uh, which he is. He's, what, 190 now? And uh, I wrote it off because <laughs> I liked his early work. I liked uh, Outlaw Josie Wells. I liked, Some of it was silly crap, but uh, uh, Play Misty for me. Uh, some of his stuff was good, and I, and I liked it. Oh, of course, the Dirty Harry movies, they were fun. And uh, he's a good director, and you could tell he lost his mind when he did the Four Seasons movie. That was, what a bomb, what a the most One of the most successful Broadway plays in history, and he makes the movie a flop. Probably went to New York for 10 minutes, or New Jersey. He has no idea what it's like. The, the movie was like filmed in California. It was, it was ridiculous. So uh, he came out this week with, uh, oh, he was asked, uh, what do you think about the, Trump's bigotry? And he said, why don't you get over it? You're all a bunch of pussies. Well, you know what, Clint? I'm not even going to watch Rawhide anymore. A cranky old man gets his car stolen. Not just any classic car, a marginal one. Clint Eastwood stars in Gran Torino. <sighs> Which one of you punks stole my Gran Torino? Oh, yeah. I have another 70s era car of even less interest. You better keep your hands off my Buick estate wagon. Hey. Joke's on you, punk. I just happen to have a 1980 Chevy Citation. <laughs> okay, punk. Try stealing my AMC Gremlin. Think you're smart, huh, punk? Try laying your hands on my Cordoba. Well, I still got my duds and honeybee. Will the punks steal Clint's honeybee? Don't miss Gran Torino, appearing at a junkyard near you. It's the all-new Leave It to Beaver, starring Barbara Billingsley, Hugh Beaumont, Tony Dow, and Clint Eastwood as the Beaver. That's all for now, children. Recess. Uh... Everyone except Theodore. Oh, crap. what I do now? Beaver, I thought you were my friend. Uh, well, I am your friend, Miss Landers. But that's all it is, friends. But then how can I be your friend? Oh, jeez. You're not going to ask me out again, are you? <laughs> but I have to ask you. Look, we've gone all through this before. I'm not taking you out again. Well, then, Theodore, I'm afraid I'm going to have to write a note to your father. You're going to write a note to my dad, saying you got the hots for an eight-year-old boy? You know, Theodore, I've always thought you were one of the nicest boys in this class. No, no, Miss Landers, say no more. Look, you're fun to go out and have a few beers with and everything, but why don't you save it? Make a move on me in one of my next Dirty Harry movies or something, huh? All right, Theodore. Nothing personal. I mean, you got a nice bod and everything. I tell you what, Clint. I'm going to take all of my jazz MP3 because here's something. Here's Remember I was saying earlier in the show that I'm not appreciated in the transgender community? One of the reasons is because I don't follow the operator's manual. I don't, I don't follow the transgender rules of law. I guess you could call it, jokingly, the transgender bylaws <laughs> i'm a real rule breaker when it comes to that and one of the rules i broke is i don't like edm and i'm not a fan of lady gaga doo doo poo poo pants no <laughs> so uh no i i uh, i like jazz and uh i don't think uh, if you're transgender you're not allowed to like jazz or you're frowned upon and uh clint is a big jazz aficionado, uh, not so much rock and roll because he really blew it with that movie. But Birdie did a great job, uh, the Charlie Bird movie. And uh, I'm out of place. I was just thinking the other day, if you pull up to an intersection and you hear somebody blasting their sound system really loud, uh, chances are it's not going to be Bill Evans. This is Bill Evans. 
uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I like jazz, <clears throat> but I'm not going to play it on my show. Uh, just only for sampling. And speaking of jazz and transgenders, here's somebody no one ever talks about. Billy Tipton. Otherwise known as Dorothy Tipton. Billy Tipton was a woman who lived his life for 50 years as a man because he was an excellent pianist and, uh, she couldn't get a gig as a woman, so she uh, just lived as a man. And I guess uh, got used to it, so she stayed that way. And Dorothy was forever to be known 50 years later. Uh, I think she died in uh, 2000, 2001, something like that. And Dorothy Tipton. And uh, you don't hear about her too much. Uh, there's something there. Now, maybe that's why, because a transgender person actually being a jazz musician... Uh, she had to do it because she wasn't allowed to play. And so she to practice her art, uh, she became a man. And I guess it was okay because she married a woman. So whatever. Then uh, uh, nobody talks about that anymore. But again, that's jazz. I'm not allowed to talk about that because I'm a trans woman. We got to talk about Lady Gaga do-do-do-do-do pants and uh, EDM. So uh, yeah, I'm odd girl out. And I don't care. I'm fine. I don't care. Now, what I wanted to get to earlier in the show is about that, because I've been hearing some things on this podcast, and this is an appeal to my audience. Why is my show not on progressive voices? Anybody know why? Because I hear what's on there, and other than, of course, Nicole Sandler, Randy Rhodes, and Tom Hartman, but I've heard their other shows overnight, and I've heard their, their shows uh, up to, but I gotta say, I still like Mike Malloy. I haven't heard him in years, and they have him on. He's on at nine o'clock. Mike Malloy's great. But overnight and under and in between and around the schedule, they're just plugging in some really awful podcasts. I'm sorry. What I heard on there. <laughs> Hi, we got a radio show, and here's what we're going to talk about this week. <laughs> Who the hell is David Pac-Man? Is, is he married to Ms. Pac-Man? How did he get a, a show? This kid. Maybe 10 years from now, David Pac-Man, when your voice cracks, uh, you'll, you'll be listenable. <laughs> it's got to be political. To get showcased on a, on a major online network and, have, and just uh, produce shit. Uh, unlistenable shit. And I want to say again, they've got Steph Miller, they've got Tom Hartman, they've got Nicole, they've got Randy Rhodes, Mike Malloy... And everything else, especially the weekends, try listening on the weekends unless it's a rerun of something. They, they, and here's this show just sitting here. I just don't get it. Here's the thing that with podcasts, this is what they discount. Production value. Either they don't know how to do it or they have no regard for it. And what that does, <laughs> the end result is this. People tune out, like me. You can only stand so much. And I'm going to give you a very good example. Workers' Independent News. Normally, and it's a very important report, it's about, it's from the unions, and it's and I'm a pro-union. I can't be a member of the union. I live in Florida. But it's from the unions, and they have union-related newscasts. Very good. I appreciate that. And the guy they got reading, uh, his name is Doug Cunningham, and he's very, very good. He enunciates. He has a good voice. It's listenable. You can understand what he's saying. But when he's not there, there is somebody filling in for him that <laughs> I guess no one is around. No one's paying attention because when that person gets on the air, this is what you hear. Organized labor's call to action for Hillary Clinton, Trump Hotel Las Vegas is still refusing to bargain with workers, despite an NLRB decision requiring them to do so. Clergy unite with labor for social and economic justice. What the fuck is that? You don't put that on the air. Come on, man. I mean, doesn't anybody care about the quality of what they do? They don't want to put any kind of work into it. Maybe listen back and say, well, that sucked. And maybe I can do that better. Every show I do, I feel that way. Every time I wrap it up and put it in a can, I'm like, that was a lousy show. And then some, I get a lot of compliments on it. 
people like to show, I'm good with that. But when it, I guess I'm putting too much art into it. I just can't understand the mentality of people who just sit behind a microphone and go, Come on, liven it up, Pally. Whoever it is, it could be a woman. I can't tell. I don't know who it is, and I don't know what they're saying, the Workers Independent News. And another thing about Workers Independent News, if you want to put a broadcast on, it'd be a good idea not to wrap it with Fred Flintstone's bowling toes. Yeah, that's what they have at the end of it. You've been listening to Win Workers Independent News. For more information, visit laborradio.org. What's that supposed to mean? They have Fred Flintstone bowling at the end of that thing. <laughs> oh, by the way, did anybody ask me if I care about the Olympic? No. And now, here's Grace Slick for Flintstone Vitamins. One pill looks like Barney, and one pill shaped like Fred. Hi, boys and girls. I'm Gracie Slick. You know, when I was on the road with Jefferson Airplane in the 60s, I chased a lot of white rabbits. And I usually chase them with scotch. Hey, but I don't get high anymore. Now I like to get Flintstoned. I just drop a couple of Bettys or Dinos before a concert, and soon I'm getting a buzz on vitamins and minerals, just like that modern Stone Age family down the street. Now, when the white knight is talking backwards... <laughs> I know my turntable's probably just in reverse. So when the men on the chessboard get up and tell you where to go, tell them you're going for some Flintstone vitamins. And remember what Wilma said. Eat your bread. Eat your A little bit of good news for us left-wingers out there, us uh, unwashed hippie types. Um, Brownback, slamming semi Brownback. Uh, he's having some sores out there. <laughs> uh, after pretty much uh, demolishing the state of Kansas, uh, he's losing a lot of support. And the people running for the House that were his supporters have lost their uh, elections. And in a Republican's case, it would be a lost erection. So when the gubernatorials uh, start rolling around, uh, Sam, you're going to have to start packing because that uh, Milt Friedman trickled down your leg into somebody's mouth bullshit doesn't work and we all get it now. He's the chosen child of the Holy Ghost they call Senator Sammy Roundback Roundback Crazy He's on a mission from God to protect you and I from dirty words and those liberal lies. If he don't like you, then he will find you. He's your bush buddy and takes clear channel money. Sammy Brownback lives in a place where white men sleep together. Brownback's crazy. Brownback's crazy. to bite Rick's and Torum on his heavenly buns. That's why he's got brown on his back and on his lips. <laughs> Lived in a house filled with smooth white men. He's a mincing queen who's better than you and me. Sammy Brownback lived in a place where white men sleep together. Brownback's crazy. Brownback's crazy. Brownback's It's the all-new Leave it to Beaver, starring Barbara Billingsley, Hugh Beaumont, Tony Dow, and Clint Eastwood as the Beaver. Beaver! Hey, Beaver, calling you. 
Not now. I'm cleaning my gun. Beaver! That's my name. Don't wear it out. Now look, Beef. Whatever you did, don't drag me into it. Now look, Beef. I know what you told Miss Canfield. But just between us men, why didn't she go to the cafeteria for lunch? Well, if I tell you, you're not gonna like it. That's ridiculous. Now, come on, tell me. I lost my lunch money at the racetrack. Again? <laughs> oh, Beaver. Your mother and I have been very patient with you, but this habit of losing money has got to stop. How come you're so mad? You don't win out there all the time either. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> but we've got to do something about this business of losing money. Yeah, you're right, Dad. Give me ten bucks and I'll win it all back. In fact, make it twenty. <laughs> Okay, Beaver. <laughs> it's Brit Summers at the BritSummersShow.com. Where you're hearing things. Where you're hearing things. As a jet pilot, John McCain. He wasn't all that great at flying a plane. When he went up the very first time, he got tangled up in power lines. Out of control in his early days, John McNassie became his new name. He was partying with Kenny, acting Kenny played by his girlfriend stripper. Marie the Flame 899 Flight training class But John McCain He finished last While other guys tried Learning to fly a jet Their classmate John McCain Was placing bets On another flight In a T2 Buckeye He was flying too slow And way too high his engine flamed out and he went into a dive. He tried to start up again as he fell from the sky. On a bombing mission over Vietnam, he ignored the radar warnings and continued to bomb. He augured into a lake when they shot off his wings, but the cane survived by inflating his cheeks. A1 Sky Raider, A4 Sky Hawk, John McCain, he crashed down home. He no longer flies the doddering old putt, now he only rides on the bull shooting bus. The radio program you've been listening to is The Brittany Summers Show. I am Brittany Summers, and thanks for tuning in. And not to mention, you've also been listening to GDPRRevolution99.com, FYINation.com, SoFloRadio.com, and not to mention SoundCloud, where you may be hearing me right now. I want to thank everybody for their generous donations to keep this show going. And uh, remember, the donate button is right there on my website, thebritsummershow.com. You can contact me there. You can also contact me on Boca Brittany Summers on Facebook. Also, while you're at it, remember that uh, Nicole Sandler needs your help. Uh, she's suffering from lung cancer, and you can help her by going on youcaring.com forward slash Nicole dash Sandler. And now, uh, all the times I've been saying I, I don't want to beg for money, I, the way everybody's been about it, we have a lot of generous, uh, very nice listeners out there. And uh, I have a great audience, and Nicole has the greatest audience in the world. And we're all very grateful for you. I just want to say that I no longer feel like I'm carrying a white bucket in an intersection. So I want to thank you for that. Like I said, I may be here next week. I may not. Uh, chances are I won't. And in that case, uh, stay tuned for my next show, which will be the following week. And I will be on the George Rodriguez Show this Friday, 12 to 3, uh, for the 7th anniversary of SoFloRadio.com. I hope you'll tune in for that. So in the meantime, uh, everybody have a great week, and or two weeks, and this is Brit Summer saying the truth. <laughs>